Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. State Farm agents are always ready to help you personalize your insurance plan so you can create a policy that fits your needs. You can manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. And you can always call one of the State Farm agents in neighborhoods across the country. Get a great rate without sacrificing great service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you like weird and strange history as much as I do, then I have the podcast for you. I'm Jason Horton, host of Strange Year. Each episode, I break down the strange history and cultural happenings during that year, like 1977, the wow signal, 1963, three tramps theory, 1844, the Millerite movement, 1997, the Phoenix Lights, 1896, the shortest war, 2004, Benjamin Kyle, 1518, the dancing plague, 1985, the move bombing, 1972, remote viewing. So to get your weekly weird history fix, pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to strange year wherever you listen to podcasts this crime is anything but organized i'm rebecca lieb i'm jason horton and this is ghost town Opening this vault nearly two hours ago, we had no real idea what we'd find inside. As it turns out, we haven't found very much, at least not uh, not yet. In any case, I think that uh, entered here, Richard. Uh, a legend, a half century old or so, has been resolved. I don't know if we've gone far enough. I mean, we found the other wall over there. There may be more to be discovered. Maybe, maybe not. We found the secret tunnel. We found the hidden stairways. We found the other. Private spaces, we talked to a lot of people, you know, older people whose memories I think would have otherwise been uh, forever lost if it wasn't for this program. It seems, at least up to now, that we've struck out with the vault. I'm disappointed about that, as I'm sure you are. This is one time in my life that a uh, pot of gold would have been a lot more fun than uh, chasing the rainbow. On April 21st, 1986, 30 million people watched The Mystery of Al Capone's Vault, hosted by Geraldo Rivera, live opening of a secret vault in the Lexington Hotel in Chicago, mm-hmm. once owned by crime boss Alphonse Capone. Da, da, da. Do you remember, you remember this? We were talking about this. We were, yes. I, I, know, I know a little bit about this, but I was very young at the time. Yeah. I was very 48. You were very 48, extremely in your 48s. I understood. But Geraldo Rivera... At that time, especially, like my parents watched like religious watching of this person, trusted, trusted person, trusted journalist, um, and still is to this day, honestly, maintains a pretty good reputation. Gerardo Rivera? Yeah. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, he's got opinions. Are you familiar with his uh, very conservative opinions? No. Oh. Wait. Geraldo Rivera, yeah. I is, need the update then. Oh, yeah, I thought you I were like joking. He, no, <laughs> I feel like I dropped off then. No, he's like At a, some point, something a, happened and, and we don't trust him anymore. He's, so yeah, he's a... Uh, I'll he, see myself out. <laughs> he is a, uh, yeah, you know. He's a, he's a conservative. He's a conservative. He's a Although he does... There are times where, you know, when somebody who is traditionally conservative... How, when did this happen? The last couple of years. Just very while. recently. I'd say, yeah, the last maybe 10 years or so. Maybe I have a lot to process here. I mean, there's not really much to keep up with because he just will show up and, you know. And just like spout crazy. It's like, um, what's the comedian, uh, Dennis Miller? 
Oh, he's yeah. not like crazy conservative. He's like, oh, you used to like not be this insane. Yeah. You think we'll get, we'll become conservative? I don't know. You're we'll saying get... how much you love Geraldo Rivera. I'm I... not really sure. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm just processing this new information. But I will say this, just in fairness, that he is also somebody that will say something on the contrary of what a, a standard conservative would say. And people would be like, I, I can't believe I agree with Geraldo Rivera. Whoa. So it's... uh God, yeah, I gotta do some serious Googling after we finish recording this. You look on Twitter, you know, there's always oh, something. Oh, boy. But he, I think he's always been a very kind of in-your-face type of journalist. And I will say, even though this is a fail, and it is a fail, of most people know it is a fail, but it was extremely successful and really pioneered reality Documentary. This is something that would easily be like on MTV mm-hmm. if, if it was, you know, thirty years later. It'd have like like cool neon lower thirds and stuff, yeah. and like rock music playing. While I was like some band where was like, "Who is this like, band? What's happening?" Stop and like, pushing it's, like, this band. The cameras like. <laughs> Even though like this was always known to be a failure, I was always like, "Yeah, but it was kind of successful as far as the marketing, the, spin. the build up." Oh yeah, I mean there was spin so much. City, baby. It was built up like the, the way they'd build up a like a, you know, the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and they were really great. This is back in like 1986, and it was you know we'll find it was a lot of competition with other televisions because you know television is kind of like how do we compete? How do you compete yeah. with the Cosby Show? Yeah, you know, or you know, shows like that. You you really can't, and you need it's a lot of sensational sensationalizing totally and in fairness Geraldo Rivera didn't know it's not like he was like I'm gonna go in the vault and then shovel it all back in yeah he he had no idea it it didn't go well so he looked foolish but to a lot of people if eyes were on the television it was a success yeah that's true I mean again and, and by a lot of metrics I think a lot of our fails could be considered successes in one way or another that's kind of why we decided to start doing this because a lot of what we talked about in our primary ghost town episodes were fails in a legendary way. Yeah, these are a little more cultural, pop, a lot of pop yeah. culture. But yeah, like what is a fail? Like something could be a fail back then, but turn out, you know, there's exactly. movies, cult and, classics, there's things, movies and yeah. music that people were like, we didn't like when it came out, mm-hmm. didn't sell any albums, and then it be, you know, then it's on everyone's, yeah, you know, it's like $20,000 for a record yeah. or something, this kind of thing. God, Geraldo, all right, still processing, still processing, tell me more. So the producers, John Jocelyn, Doug Llewellyn, mm-hmm. his people's court, he heard that Al Capone's old home base, Chicago's Lexington Hotel. Yeah. This is where you would have been like, so I grew up in the Midwest. <laughs> so <laughs> Jason, I'm uh, giving you that right now. No, that's the fair. It's a luxury it's, of editing <laughs> these podcasts for the most part and gets to hear my voice and it's horrible repeated pattern just over and over and over do you have like fever dreams about my cadence no but i know i I know (laughs) what you're gonna i know when you're like i know what you're gonna do before you do it when i hear it because i can i can hear it i can look at the little little, uh you know the the waves exactly you know when i'm winding up and when when i'm winding winding up i'm mostly winding down mostly sometimes i wind up but mostly down or when you know we stop and you know repeat something stop repeat something Take a breath, turn a page, um, eat creak a chair, peanuts. eat some peanuts. I mean, before we were starting this, I, we were literally <laughs> turning the thing on. She grabs <laughs> peanuts 
from like a like a, a low grade like it's a shopping bag. You shopping go to the farmers bag. market, they give yeah. you a shopping bag. This little thin shopping bag makes so much noise, and the peanuts you have to break the shell. Yeah, you gotta, and get, you gotta get in there like a little squirrel. I like working for it. I like I like crab legs and peanuts for the same reasons. You gotta get in there to get the meat, <sighs> like Al Capone's walls. <laughs> Well, they're probably about the, you're going to find this probably about the same amount. <laughs> the vault was hidden under the Lexington where Al Capone ran his criminal operations until his arrest in 1931. And in the 1980s, construction crews found tunnels connected to taverns and brothels. Yeah, that's Ooh. all under the Midwest. And I'm I, from the Midwest. <laughs> so I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> That's going to be, if you have a t-shirt, it's going to be so I'm from the Midwest and a a crude drawing of your face. Could I be any lamer? Could I be any more predictable? I'm just boring. I'm just a a boring Midwestern woman from the Midwest. Especially when we're not really reading mostly from scripts. It's like you could really say anything, but it's still the same. No, it's still the same. It doesn't even matter. But that's, there's so many tunnels and things under, especially Chicago, Chicago to Milwaukee, Ohio, all over the place. It's huge. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so I think, and in fairness, it's very exciting. I we talked about the Philadelphia uh, Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, we where did. Al Capone was was. Stayed. But there's when they when you go there, there's a little side thing of Al Capone in another episode. There's two cells next to each other. One cell is kind of a very plain cell, and one is dressed the way Al Capone had it, which is like a little bit more opulent, mm-hmm. but. Nobody knows like which one he stayed in. What? Technically, wait, wait, it was either it was either the the one or the one next to it. This is might be the most interesting thing you've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> so like one of them was like Liberace style, like yes. nice, flashy, like you know, like dark woods. And nice one things. is is very is just very bare bones. Very. But they dress one up and not the other. But they don't know if it was one on the left or the right. Oh. So, so we just we, don't. Yeah, and I, we'll I just I, never know. And I remember like I was like it's. Wasn't that long ago? I mean, yeah. I'm sure you had to have some that records or photos. That always surprises me yeah. when it's like, it wasn't like, if we are, have the responsibility of relaying history that's from like thousands of years ago, we can't even get like fucking a hundred years ago, right? What are we doing here? So I thought that was very interesting. So, I, you know, I just had to like stare at both of them yeah. equal amount. And you had to, and try visualize, to imagine. visualize could, back and forth. But they only dress one of them up. So if you go mm-hmm. to Eastern State Penitentiary, look into it. So they were excited about the possibility of finding, obviously, Human remains. Yeah. Um, say forensic examiners standing by, ready standing to check them by. out. Let's see who's who we're going to unearth. Obviously money. Mm-hmm. Treasure chest full of money and like gold. Indiana and, Jones style, sarcophagi, amphorae. And, and who was there ready for that? The IRS. Looking oh, to collect. Oh, yeah. Salivating from their IRS mouths. So Jocelyn and Llewellyn proposed a live broadcast around the demolition of the wall because- what could if go they, wrong? If they pre-taped it, then the contents would be well-known and it wouldn't be a surprise. Like, mm-hmm. well, we already know it's either nothing or you found mm-hmm. two bones in it or something like that. So when they were excavating it, they found nothing. Uh, those dirt, some empty bottles. Those empty bottles. Appraise them. R- uh, Rivera uh, host, hosted what amounted to a remedial documentary about gangsters and prohibition Vintage clips and photos with interviews with historians capped off by a few minutes at the end where he admitted he wasted everyone's time. He owned up to it. Wow. So, I, I mean, that's, I don't know. That sounds like such an interesting thing to watch, though, too, in its own way. It's like tuning into 
you know, watch the funeral of JFK or, or yeah. something like that. It's like a big watching the, uh, you know, Neil Armstrong on the moon. It was, but it's like watching them not land on the moon. You know, it's like watching the funeral of JFK, but like there's, there's no body. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the sort of thing where like people are like, Oh, okay. But that's, I mean, you don't get to see exceptional fails like that on TV and people scrambling on live TV to try to figure it out. Let me ask you, have you ever gotten ready to go out like with your friends? Like we're going to go out mm-hmm. and you had more fun getting ready to go out. And once you got there, you're oh, like, that's most I of the time I go leave. out. I feel like there's a, li- I, and this is just something I was thinking about. I mean, it's mm-hmm. true or not, but it's that getting there, the excitement, the build yeah, up. What's and then once happen. you're there, does it, what, when you get there, does it ever live up to the journey there? No. Like, we talk about like unsolved mysteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we don't like who who did the murder. What happened to this person? I think there's part of me, or maybe part of us, that we don't want to know that because once you know mm-hmm. that, it, the story is no. over. Well, that's like a lot of studies I have found working on this uh, vaguely scientific show. Uh, what is more powerful to us is the possibility versus the reality, and that's in a lot of different things. That's in um, like power it's in anticipating like what we're about to eat it's in dating like it's it's across so many different realms of our experience and that kind of sucks in a way because it's like we don't really appreciate that until after the fact and we're like oh that was like more fun and now we're out in this like lame party like trying to talk to people and like get too drunk and then just ride home and like spill something in my fake jacket you know well, it's a real jacket but the, what is it? <laughs> no, it's, fake. it's a fake jacket <laughs> it's not a real jacket it's a, real... a it's a hoodie <laughs> <laughs> that's a garbage can lid it's not a jacket oh yeah. i call it a jacket those are the garbage can lid is my hat <laughs> okay so the reviews not good no uh, new york daily no. news was appalled by the romanticism of the mystery of alcohol's vault saying rivera's cheerleader tone was incongruous with the violent subject Disturbing was the tendency to glamorize the gangster who's known as Scarface and public enemy number one. Rivera described him as charming and generous at one point, but quickly added he was a mass murderer of his time. This person, I was like, listen, when true crime podcasts and yeah. documentaries come out, wow, you oh, are going to be Yeah, in you're on the wrong side of history, baby. Yeah, I was like, you're going to be in a world of hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So in a sense, like, I, I want to, you know, want to give credit where credit's due. Like, you know, Rivera was kind of pioneer like i don't know it's mm-hmm. a kind of a, a like a it's pioneer. an exciting idea i don't think i've ever watched this it makes me want to watch it it makes me want to experience yeah. this uncomfortable expose in mental floss former tribune entertainment vice president alan grafman says that everyone at the company was pleasantly surprised when they saw the sheriff sets in use the next morning it's a metric i guess we thought it would do a 20 it did a 35 i guess yeah 20 million 35 million i don't know mm-hmm it was an enormous, colossal success. Nationally, we outperformed the networks. The Cosby Show, Family Ties, Whoa. which is, that's who they're competing with. Yeah. The show played later on the West Coast, and that was amazing. Even though the news was out, it still got phenomenal ratings. So, But again, you know, there's no Twitter, to, you know, or, or anything mm-hmm. to really update it. So unless somebody's like, hey, Jay, what happened? You know, uh, yeah. that probably wouldn't have happened. With cable subscriptions on the rise, over-the-air broadcasters were looking to compete, and sensationalism was one of those ways, and that has not... No, not gone away. Up, 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 up. Yeah, this is The amount of reality TV, the amount of the way things are, everything's an event. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Even news and the blurred lines between broadcasts like this, podcasts, 
you know, reality TV. Yeah. It's like, it's all like a, just a, it's a, yeah. I mean, it really pioneered like that hype machine, which I got to give credit uh, for, the, uh, for a long time, the perception of television was that it was already catered to the lowest common denominator, and the best way to offer a true alternative to that market market was to skew more highbrow. But the '80s saw the rise of trashy daytime talk, yeah, from Jenny Jones. Oh, definitely, and that Donahue. continued into the '90s. I remember going to a Jerry Springer taping in Chicago. We were in the front row because we were the youngest people there by far, um, and it was a tiny studio audience. And, we, and I, I, me and my uh, college roommate, her name was Lacey Summer, which everyone was like, mm, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> she was great. She's a doctor now. So, uh, in what, Philadelphia. What kind, of, what kind of doctor? Dermatologist. Oh, I felt like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Like a bad doctor. Like a know, bad doctor? She's yeah. like, I'm actually a very capable doctor. No, like she's got super malpractice. <laughs> she would never, although she probably is insured for that. But yeah, we, would, we were in the front row of Jerry. We were 20, probably 20 years old, maybe nine. I was probably like 19 at that point. We we're in the front row of Jerry Springer. Next to his bodyguard, who I forget his name was, we had this like, and it was so, I couldn't recognize it at the time, but it was so scripted and like actory, but we were just excited to be there. And Jerry Springer was, would always like come over to us and be like, hey, you having fun? Like, doing it great. Awesome. Can you like scream louder? Like, they'd like coach us. And it was just like this frenzy. It was probably my first experience with like- Your TV. first acting experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My first method acting experience being a- Jerry Springer fan, getting into character, drinking a lot of Everclear beforehand, oh. driving my parents come down to Chicago for Madison. Truly life-changing. But that hype machine, especially at that time, I mean, it carried through to even now. And oh, I want to watch this. I want to thank AV Club, Washington Examiner, Mental Floss, and Geraldo Rivera. Wow. Your hero. <laughs> my hero. Are you a true crime addict? Do you find yourself talking serial killers and missing persons at parties only to be met with uncomfortable smiles? Well, find your tribe on True Crime Snack Time, a daily podcast that gives you a little true crime snack to chew on. From January 1st to December 31st, you'll find out what happened on this day in true crime. Short, sweet, and chock full of crime. Join me, Allison, on True Crime Snack Time. We're available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Follow True Crime Snack Time on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Crime Snack Pod. And remember, keep your friends close and your snacks closer. <laughs>